The following is paid programming brought to you by WT Wealth Management. Nothing we discuss should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational purposes only. Please do your own research and speak to an investment advisor or financial planner before making any investment decisions. Welcome to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. I'm your host, Jeff Orbitz. And this week is part two of a two-part series on economic principles and and policies. And we're going to get into inflation, different types of inflation, monetary, non-monetary, and the consequences if this is left unchecked. Glenn Least is a senior investment advisor with WT Wealth Management. You can learn more about Glenn by going to WTWealthManagement.com or by calling 928 225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. And Glenn, welcome. Good morning. And as always, if, if, if anyone missed last week's first part on, on, on economic principles, the podcast is available. Yeah. And Intelligent people- Investing with Glenn Lease on any of your favorite podcast providers. Hit subscribe, follow. And uh, last week, we talked all about supply and demand, how the dynamics of that work, and then different government policies and taxes and how that impacts impacts that entire equation. Yeah. So a good one to listen back to and um, 34 others to listen to as well. Yeah. You got quite (laughs) a few growing library there. So look up intelligent investing with Glenn least on your favorite podcast provider. Uh, A big thing that's on a lot of people's mind because they go to the store and they try to feed their family and they try to put gas in their car to fill up and it's double what it was last year. The homes are hundreds of thousands or at least tens of thousands of dollars more than it was last year. And that is inflation, Glenn. And I think it's time for that discussion. I was at the gas station and I remember when you used to go to fill up your air for the car tires, it used to be free. And then I went to go fill it up the other day and it was now $2.50. For air? Yeah. You know what they call that? They call that inflation. Right there. Yeah. It's a a joke. It's a joke, joke. Jeff. It's a dad joke. It took a second. I was going to laugh. Um, Everyone's starting to laugh now. Yeah. Yeah, So inflation (laughs) is, in all means, it's we see it every day when our, our prices for everything that we're buying goes up faster than our wages. And and I did some research to say, well, what where did inflation start? Where did it first become prominent? And really it started in the Roman Empire when the Roman Empire Nero uh, wanted to basically uh, fi- have more money than what was available. He needed funds for his wars or for his, you know, lavish lifestyle, whatever it may be. So the games, yeah, the games, whatever they were going to do, they, they couldn't spend more than what they had. So they, what they did is they debased their currency. All their coins were based in silver. So they said, Hey, we're going to replace out that, you know, say it was a one cent coin or whatever the domination was. We're going to replace that out with copper coins. And so they basically debased the currency and they kept doing that over and over and over and over again from pretty much the first century all the way to the fourth century. And the impact was profound. If you looked at the price of wheat from probably the mid second century up through the fourth century. So maybe like 200 years because they debased the currency so many times, the price of meat, uh, wheat was 2 million times higher than it was maybe 150 years ago. So oh. the, you know, when you think about that, like, okay, the price of, you know, wheat would be a dollar now and then 200 years, 150 years from now, it'd be $2 million per pound. I mean, that is insane uh, inflation. So yeah, inflation is really just them debasing the currency. And it's been an ongoing problem in a lot of different uh, societies over the years. And, and Rome actually collapsed about a, 
in the mid fifth century, because of partly because of inflation, everyone thought it was, you know, wars and all these other things, but inflation really just crippled their people. It's hard to do a whole lot of anything when your entire paycheck, entire wealth is just spent on bread to survive. You know, you really can't do a whole lot. And we've seen other nations around the world just get completely uh, destroyed. In fact, I, I think it was in the uh, our early uh, start of our country, they had the Confederate. What was it? The um, they had a currency that they were using in our early days of you know, our the country. First, uh, yeah, the first bank, the second bank. I remember. I remember yeah. hearing about that. In yeah, high school. yeah, it was some sort of currency, but they yeah. just kept printing a ton of it over and over and over again, and the paper became so worthless that they actually used it as confetti. So inflation, oh, if wow. left unchecked, can really um, destroy entire ec- economic systems. And so it is really important to measure, you know, what is going on with inflation and. And, you know, we weren't really able to do inflation and, and uh, or I shouldn't say weren't able to. Inflation wasn't as big of an issue until we went off of the gold standard um, in the 70s. And before that, we couldn't print more than what we had. That was we had to have the actual gold on hand to be able to represent, you know, for each dollar that we printed. Whereas in the 70s, Nixon took us off the gold standard and became just a free for all. We could just print as much as we wanted unlimited. And so you think about what that does, the value of the dollar, because the dollar, when you look at that, it's a piece of paper right? But what does it represent? It represents our faith in that particular government, our faith in that economy. And so if, you know, our faith gets weakened, we don't, the value of it is no longer as, as, as great. So, you know, our faith and our confidence in the system is really important. And if we don't have confidence in our own monetary supply, I mean, it begs the question, how do we even interact without money? If, if money no longer holds its value, how do you and I transact? I mean, chickens. Yeah. Bartering is fine, but bartering is, is cumbersome. That's yeah. why we don't do it. I mean, you're you know, carrying all the goats <laughs> to trade for some, um, uh, wheat or something. Yeah. But what if, yeah. what if you want to sell the wheat, but you didn't want the goats, yeah. you know, and that was yeah. all I had to trade, you know, money is a much better method of exchanging value because, you know, we don't have to do the bartering and, and bartering is fine for some things. But if you're trying to live your entire life like that, it's really hard. So inflation has a huge impact on our confidence and, you know, what we believe our money to be worth. And so you're telling me that, that nothing's really changed over many uh, centuries, really millennia. You go back to Roman times 2000 years ago yeah. and I looked up that the denarius was yeah, one of the, one, yeah. the coins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So back then the government decided to clip the coins and take what was valuable out of them basically. And if you put those coins under your, mm-hmm. your, your mattress back then, whatever they had, yeah. just like if you took a pile of uh, dollar bills right yeah. now, um, you were in trouble in the long term. Yeah. And at least back then the coins had metal in them that were, had a value to them. Uh, so even if it was a copper or silver, or whatever the dom, the, the, uh, metal was the denomination, at least it had value if you melted it down. The U.S. dollar, like, I guess you could use it for wallpaper it, it, if it became worthless. Heat, yeah. Fire. <laughs> yeah. Not a whole lot though. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Whereas I think I was reading somewhere because of the copper shortages, like they were thinking of printing less uh, pennies because it costed more in materials than it did for what they're worth. Um, so, so there's actually a couple different types of inflation. Um, we should probably talk about the two different routes of what caused inflation. We talked about the first one, which is monetary inflation, which is where you have a government that is printing money or debasing their currency. Um, so if it is a physical coin that's based off of metal, maybe they swap out the value of the actual metal itself. 
itself, like Rome, you know, went from silver to copper, which is a less valuable uh, metal. Um, but if it's a dollar, they just print more of it. So monetary inflation is where they just print more of that particular uh, currency. And and with us, is sometimes it's not even printing anymore. It's just a, a number on a screen. They just hit a number and it just, you know, gets com- created in some sort of uh, piece of information on a computer screen somewhere. So um, that's monetary inflation, which is probably what we're familiar with the most. The other type of inflation is called non-monetary inflation. This is kind of an interesting phenomenon. This is where maybe, uh, so say say we have a massive storm off the coast somewhere, and it knocks out a bunch of oil drilling um, rigs. And and so because of that, they're not able to produce as much of that, that good, and that causes the price of that, say, oil to go up, you know, maybe goes from $2 a gallon to $3 a gallon temporarily because there's just, they're trying to get those rigs back online. It takes time to repair and get people out there. They call that non-monetary inflation. And normally it comes back down to normal because they, whatever the event that happened, they're actually normally able to repair that and get whatever it was back online. So they call that non-monetary inflation and monetary inflation is much more of a of a devastating effect because how do you get out of non or yeah monetary inflation? How do you get out of that when you just print a bunch of money out of the printing press? How do you reverse those effects? And I think that's where we're at today is is trying to figure that that exact question out. How do you stop that? How do you reverse that yeah, process? Yeah, yeah. And now we're we're seeing that it's impacts um, with all the CPI numbers that have come out. The consumer yep. price yep. index, the, the inflation over over nine percent, over nine percent, uh, yeah, by their scale, y- yeah. So. The rule of 72 is a, is a finance term, but basically takes, you take 72 divided by whatever the number is, and that's how long it takes for that to double. So you take 72 divided by, I'll say 10, we'll just round up to 10. That would mean every seven years, um, you know, the price of that, that goods or services would double. And so we've seen, increasing inflation in our, in our world. And in some things like gas have almost doubled in the last year and a half. So if you let inflation go unchecked, it has devastating consequences for, for your people and for your economy. Um, especially if it, you continue to have high numbers. I mean, the U S uh, economy is really not sustainable at 10%, 8%, 9% inflation. It's just not, I mean, more like two or three is realistic. That's that we can do. Even that I don't even like, cause that basically infers that our money becomes worth less each and every day. Um, but just at a slower rate. So yeah, if you have unchecked inflation, there's, there's plenty of examples of entire nations that have never really recovered. You took a, take a look at Argentina. They had these wild money printing days in the 1950s and they still haven't come back. They still haven't recovered because it was such devastating effects. And they've done it more multiple times. Right. <laughs> right. It's they like they don't going. learn from their mistakes. Yeah. yeah. And even in Venezuela, uh, we've talked about them quite a bit. Um, my, my mother-in-law lived in Venezuela as a kid and that was a booming industry. They were, you know, they, they're from the States, but they moved down there to help grow the oil industry. I think her dad was like an oil engineer and helped build tanks. And it was just a booming economy growing. And there was a lot of economic opportunities. And I think it was one of the fastest growing economies in the world uh, at the time for, for a while. And then now it's, you know, one of the poorest countries in the world. I mean, 95 percent of their people are in extreme poverty. And one of the issues they have is they have had runaway inflation. They just keep printing money out the wazoo. And and, and it sounds like it's a good idea at first, you know, uh, short term, like, hey, let's just print a bunch of money. That'll solve all our problems. But then in a year when your money's not worth as much, as much you're like, well, let's print more to counteract that. It just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So, you know, catching up to inflation is, is, is a crucial thing right now that we're finding in the United States. And if you want to talk with Glenn about why it's probably not good to have 
have a bunch of denarius under your your couch cushions or, or money in the bank or yeah. money in the bank type of situation, uh, you can give Glenn a call and uh, he'll talk with you. Uh, free, no obligation consultation at nine two eight. 225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. Or you go to WTWealthManagement.com. Glenn, let's come back and talk about some of those consequences. And yeah. uh, you have more examples yeah, yeah, yeah. of countries that have gone down this road. You're listening to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Lease. Back in a minute. Listening to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. If you want to talk with Glenn, give him a call right now at 928 225 2474. That's 928 225 2474. Or you can go to WTWealthManagement.com. All right, uh, Glenn, let's let's wrap up this this two part series on uh, this issue of inflation um, we've been talking about and also just um, economic principles. Uh, and remember, if you want to catch the last week's uh, mm-hmm. Intelligent Investing, the first part of this series, uh, podcast available at? Uh, Intelligent Investing with Glenn Lease at iTunes, uh, Amazon, everywhere. E- everywhere, everywhere, everywhere you find podcasts. Yeah, uh, Absolutely. So let's talk about some consequences of inflation. I mean, if, if we leave this unchecked going forward, uh, and, and countries in the past that have left this unchecked. I mean, what, what are the consequences? So one example of uh, disastrous consequences was uh, actually Germany in the 1920s. They just kept printing money, printing money, printing money. We've all probably heard those stories of people having a wheelbarrow full of uh, paper currency just to go in and buy a couple items from the grocery store. So it devastated their, their economy. In fact, they were in such dis- disarray that when Hitler came in and was proposing new economic uh, solutions to their problem, they welcomed him in with arms wide open. And we, we know that didn't end quite so well. Once he came into power, he, you know, helped fix some of the economic issues, but then, you know, was awful, you know, yeah. in a lot of other ways. So, yeah. so, so, so yeah, economics uh, are, are huge, and inflation um, really can have devastating effects on an economy if left unchecked. I mean, I'm thinking about our own situation in America. If inflation just keeps running at these numbers, where does that leave us in two or three years from now? And uh, you know, how how do we afford everything? Because uh, our wages are not growing as fast as the inflation. So if your wages are only going at two or three percent, and inflation, or maybe you get a pay raise and you're all excited. Yeah, I got a 3% pay raise. That was awesome. But inflation's at 10% and you're still negative seven. You're still getting, your money's getting eaten away at by inflation, by less buying power and all these things. So, so we really have to keep an eye on inflation. And, and we as an investment firm have a, a lot of different ways where we can stay ahead of inflation and really combat that uh, for our clients and their portfolios. <clears throat> Yeah, and you've seen reports recently about purchasing power has yeah. actually gone down for Americans because of inflation, mm-hmm. yeah. because of the end of the valuation of the currency. Yeah, yeah. So when you have those high inflation numbers, it just means we can buy less, you know, with the same amount of money. Um, and for those that are on fixed incomes, I feel really bad for those that don't have the ability to work more hours. They don't have the ability to go and earn more, maybe because their situation doesn't permit or they just don't have the 
ability to do that. And now they're going to say, well, now I got to make some hard decisions. What do I have to cut out of my life to be able to pay for food and gas? And there's only so many things you can cut out of your, your lifestyle before you go. I, there's nowhere else to cut and there's no more fat. Everything's as lean as it can be. And uh, when you talk about inflation, we actually had an interesting conversation with a, a person of ours at the firm. And uh, it just didn't make any sense to me because they were so worried about short-term fluctuations, even in like having a CD that they were willing to just put money in the bank. And as long as it didn't move down, they were happy. But I, I said, Hey, you're going to lose nine to 10% of buying power each year. You know, even if you can only get maybe three or 4% interest uh, and, and maybe you're only losing 5%, I'm still better than I still am okay with that. If that's as best we can do for you. But she didn't even want to do that. She was just like, I don't want to have any movement in portfolio at all. Just keep money in the bank. I'm too scared to do anything. And unfortunately, you know, money, if you keep money in the bank for long term, it's going to be uh, just worth a lot less each year with the rising inflation. I mean, think about what a dollar is worth 50 years ago versus what it's worth today. I mean, a dollar is like kind of like what a penny probably was 50 years ago. Or your denarius coins. Yeah. So it's, I guess that's the challenge for for, for people, for people who are investing, it's also the challenge when, when you call them up is sometimes um, talking about that safety mm-hmm. versus looking at inflation, looking at trying to keep up with things uh, going forward. But then that, that, and we have whole, you have whole episodes about this, yeah. uh, the psychology of investing and the fear. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes uh, we can be our own worst enemies when it comes to investing. Look, look what we do is, um, you know, we have, or our main goal is to grow your portfolio and to stay ahead of inflation and grow it over time. <clears throat> now, in order to do that, we have to be okay with some short-term volatility. That is the price that we pay for a long-term uh, yield, your long-term returns. And if we're not okay with that, then maybe investing isn't for you. But if you kind of structure your life, or your financial life, you know, with the way we'd recommend it, you should have three to six or 12 months of living expenses in your bank account. So that way, any money you do put in the stock market, you know, you're not worried about what it does day to day because you have multiple years to let it grow. If you're looking at your 401k as your bank account, then the priorities out are whack. I mean, you should always look at your 401k as, hey, that's money for me many, many years down the road. Today is not my share price. I shouldn't make rash decisions today based off of what the markets are doing when I know I'm investing for, you know, the long term ahead of us. Uh, we're talking with Glenn Lease, and if you want to talk with Glenn, give him a call right now at 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. To wrap this up, and this is uh, part two of a two-part series, uh, how do you take this all into consideration? How do you take everything we've talked about the last uh, two weeks, uh, which is uh, you know economic principles, inflation, uh, monetary policy, uh, all this stuff that people are dealing with, how they're having to spend a lot more money at the stores and they're yeah. trying to figure out a way to beat the inflation. How do you take it all into consideration and, and advise people when they call you up, Glenn? So if we talk about when I sit down with my clients, I'll say, hey, there's four four things that I believe that are actually have a chance of beating inflation, which is stocks real estate, commodities, and for those that have the risk appetite, maybe a cryptocurrency. If you notice, in none of those, I, I said a bank account. In none of those, I say a CD or a money market. Those are never really designed to beat inflation. So I think sometimes having the right perspective is helpful to say, um, 
this is what I need to do to beat inflation. And here's the risks, here's the rewards, here's why I need to, you know, align my perspective properly. If you're investing in stocks for only three to six months at a time, and that's your time horizon, well, maybe stocks aren't the right fit for you for that bucket. You should look at stocks as that's going to be a long-term investment. So we try to coach our clients of this is how we can help you be really successful, but it's a give and take. You know, if our clients aren't willing to stay the course, that it's really hard for me to help them be successful. But if they are willing to stay the course, I mean, I've had clients I've worked with for, you know, five, six, seven, years. And if we look at the total uh, returns that we've got for them over that time period, it's, it's quite astounding. But you know, if people only give us six months and say, Hey, work your magic, it's like, well, you know, stock market could be up, could be down in six months, but over six years, you know, our, our odds are great that it's going to, you know, give us great returns. So yes, yeah, so there's a lot that goes into it. A lot of it's psychology, but also on the back end, how do we construct investments that'll help us stay ahead of inflation? All right. Give Glenn a call right now. 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. And don't forget to share the podcast and look up the podcast, look up Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least on your favorite podcast provider. Uh, and, and we'll hit it again next week. Maybe next week we'll talk about the, what was it? The denarius? Yeah. Glenn's going to yeah. bring in a denarius coin he's gonna find one I'll find one yeah i'm sure there's a lot left i think so buried around yeah, somewhere uh, yep all right we'll see you next week glenn and remember you can call glenn anytime at 928-225-2474 you've been listening to intelligent investing with glenn least we'll see you back here next week same time on 97.1 the big talker see you soon